Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the first episode of the Clydesdale Media Mindset with Phil Mansfield. Uh, first, I want to introduce the, the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Mansfield. Uh, if you don't know him, we have a full episode that we did with Phil about, I don't know, six months ago or so, uh, where we kind of introduced him and, and what he does. He is an elite CrossFit coach at Red Pill Training. And he does a lot of other things. Uh, the thing that kind of struck us is we got a lot of mindset conversation during that com that interview. And so we want to follow up with a little series with Phil. And we're so excited to have you. It's great to be here. It's really nice to be here. I don't I hope you don't mind my accent too much. <laughs> uh, we love the accents. So uh, the first topic we wanted to talk about is toxic positivity. Yeah, it's a great so one. Let you take it away, Phil. <laughs> I think the uh, to contextualize that the first time I ever uh, I'm quite a quiet coach. Um, people who have been coached by me, I'm a I'm an observer. I sit back. I I don't say a great deal, and I always felt that you know very often you feel things before you understand why things are correct, and I often felt that sometimes it's better to say nothing than say lots. And um, <clears throat> diving into that and understanding that a little bit more, I started to figure out why I had that inkling, why I had that sense. And the worst thing or the worst feeling you can have is someone being positive towards you and happy and they're doing it with the best intention, but actually it's having that really negative effect on you. Um, and I think often when we use the word toxic, it's has a, automatically a negative connotation, but a lot of the time it's it's unconscious or subconscious toxicity. It's not on purpose, but sometimes you shouting at somebody, come on, you can do it, come on, you can do it, when deep in their heart and hearts they know they can't, actually has that really sort of demotivating negative effect on them. So the first thing to say about toxic positivity is a lot of it isn't purposeful toxic positivity. It's the sort of cousin of passive aggressiveness, if you like, that a lot of the time you are, a lot of the time it's because of your own insecurities and the feeling the need to say something rather than nothing that leads you to be a deliver toxic positivity where actually you're just trying to help. Um, and a lot of the time you hear them, well, I was just trying to help. I was just trying to do my best for you. And as coaches, we know that we're desperate to help our athletes, desperate to say the magic words that help them through a tough situation or a tough training session. And sometimes all we're doing when we're speaking is actually piling more pressure on or creating that toxic positivity uh, environment. I think your microphone is uh, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm the professional here. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. As someone who is just getting back into my fitness, how important is it for the coach to know the athlete? Because there are times in my mind, I think I don't want that. Yeah. But in reality, I kind of do. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I'm just embarrassed of my own performance and I don't want the attention on me. But a lot of times when I do get that positivity, it does help me get through through what I'm trying to do. I, I think you 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 summed it up perfectly there of knowing the person you're with and what and what they like. Um and in, it's, I'm I'm massively an introverted person. And the work like the, the the biggest thing I hate the most is Christmas. I love watching everyone else get their presents. I hate the pressure of having to open a present in front of people, for example. It's the for me, it's the classic example of toxic positivity is everybody's being wonderful and giving me a gift, but it's the most anxiety I can feel is opening up a present and having that expectation to look surprised or happy or or whatever it is. So it's absolutely knowing the person you're with, the sort of the, where they sit on that introvert versus extrovert spectrum as to do they like that public attention and that shouting. And, and I know a lot of athletes that just want to be left alone. And the most positive you can be with them is a smile, is just to look at them and some body language or a, a nice tap on the shoulder or a smile or a, I recognize you're there. I recognize your efforts, but I'm not going to publicly uh, sort of, bring you to the attention of the whole class of, of what you're doing um, or, or, or the, even the coaching side of things. So I think that's the, the first side of, of toxic positivity is, as you say, is knowing the athlete or knowing the person that you're with and trying to get a read on how much attention they would like. Do they enjoy the shouting, screaming positivity, or is that actually a negative effect for them? How many times have I stood by a bar had somebody screaming at me, you can do it, you can do it, where I know deep down I can't and I just feel trapped. I feel absolute trapped between not wanting to let you and my classmates or my coaches down, but at the same time knowing that actually I'm not going to make time cap or I'm not going to get that bar up. And it's a really hard balance as a coach to find. So how as a coach do you explain this to the rest of your community? Because I know uh, my co-host Kat, she just opened a gym in February and uh, she had someone come in that was super rah-rah and it actually turned off people who were trying out her gym and she doesn't want to lose them in the process. Yeah, it's that having that space for everybody, isn't it? It's trying to accept everybody's psychology. One of the first things you learn about psychology or we would encourage is to be non-judgmental. However, even people who have committed heinous crimes have some kind of psychological deficit that needs understanding. We won't go into the uh, the penal system or prisons and all that today, but even having that ability to understand everybody's needs is really, really difficult. But just having that appreciation of everybody is different uh, is the start. And then, yeah, and then communicating. And, and I think a lot of the time psychology is based around the incongruence between reality and expectation. Whenever reality and expectation don't meet each other, we tend to have some kind of psychological deficit. That's where I'm expecting that and I got that. And I think having that as a coach, having that clearly defined in my gym or in my classes or to my athletes, I think one thing sometimes perhaps harshly I'm quite good at is making sure my athletes know my lines, know who I am, knowing what my expectations of them are and that what they can expect from me. I think in Kat's example there, having having that clear in the gym that this is how we operate our gym and how we run our gym and how we behave within our gym is really, really important to set those expectations so that when the reality matches that in nearly all cases. 
Yeah, and let's look at the the elite level athletes, right? We just celebrated a moment at the Capitol at the CrossFit Games where the community came behind an athlete yeah. and cheered her up the stairs, right? And we celebrate those moments. And in the early days of CrossFit, that happened all the time where athletes would go down the lane and give tips and try to, to encourage. But I've talked to athletes on our, our show that cannot stand yeah. when people come down and cheer them on. Exactly. So how do you celebrate that moment yet say that not everybody wants it? Yeah. I mean, the first thing I saw, it's an incredible photograph, the one where all of the crowd are behind. I mean, the first thing I see is I think, poor girl, it's an enormous amount of pressure there. You know, it's it's done out of massive amounts of positivity and the, the sort of wonderfulness of the community. But put yourself in her shoes. She's feeling a lot of pressure there from everybody behind her to to perform, to make it up the steps, to take one more step, which is what you're trying to do. But at the same time, it's enormous amount of pressure. And there's such a finite balance there between when that's positive and when that's when that's negative that that we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to put a judgment on it today and say it was or it wasn't. Um, I think what I would say about the athletes not liking other athletes coming down and helping them, I think there's also a slight ego, um, an ego role that needs to be discussed in there is do they not like the support or do they just not like that they've someone else has finished the workout before them, which they shouldn't like because they're competitive elite sports people. So I'd I'd definitely ask the question back to say, is that which which one is that? Is it because you don't like that you're not finished and you're still out there or is it because you genuinely don't like the support? Well, I think as the sport is growing, there's more money on the line. There's more on the line for the win. And you're getting a different type of athlete now. And it's not this group trying to finish together. It is, I'm trying to beat you. Yeah. But you you can sense that in the warm-up area, you know. Um, The difference between how the warm-up area was five years ago at the games versus versus this year. Now everyone's sort of, as, as you guys call them, their camps, they're sort of very isolated in the camps. They, you, you know, everyone's, everyone's cordial and says, good morning and how are you and et cetera, et cetera. But, but there's still very much the, I'm working with my athletes. I'm working, you know, we're in this corner, we're doing our thing. And there isn't that sort of, yeah, that sort of friendship that it was five, six, 10 years ago. Um, absolutely. So if you could just sum up for us, like what toxic positivity is, uh, that'll be episode one. Toxic positivity is my intention to say something wonderful or positive that has a negative effect on the receiving person through, through my communication. With that, if you like this content, make sure you DM Phil and I with ideas that you want to hear about in the mindset world of CrossFit, whether in your own box or at the elite level. Um, Like, subscribe to the channel uh, and hit that notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes come out. With that, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Media Mindset. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.